The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, everyone, on this great Monday? This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Emmy Award-winning sports analyst and 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. Doosable, and you know I got my squad with me. A world-renowned sports columnist who covered the Miami Dolphins for over 15 years and is one of Carroll City's finest, my guy, Omar Kelly, and a guy who wasn't just a baller on the football field at Westlake High. He also balled on the court, a first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans, and a man that literally knows everyone, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Fellas, what's good? See, I, I really have a question, and, and to rebuttal your intro, what makes Monday great? Because most people who uh, dabble into Monday, they're going back to work. So that's not a great yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, Monday might not be your favorite day, but it's, it's the beginning of the week, work week. I know we've had this discussion before. You think Sunday is the first day. Technically, it is. But, I mean, you blessed to, to be to see another Monday. A lot of people didn't see Monday today. That's, so that's true. Oh, you're going to get all Monday. religious on me. Like, you're going to. You it's a great Monday because you see you see it. You know what I'm saying, Omar? Yeah, you're above the ground. So that so you should be happy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, my stand is a little higher. Little I higher. like Thursday. If I'm a rock with a day, it's Thursday. Because it's, it's the last day before the, the end of the work week. You can technically go out. Now, Wednesdays is ladies night. So ladies drink free. I thought it was Thursday. No, no. Well, in these streets, it's Wednesdays. Thursday well, now. For a lot of them, it's Thursday. Oh, hmm. so wait a minute. I could do I could do a double down on Wednesday in Miami yeah, and, and Thursday in Fort Lauderdale. You could. OK. All right. All right. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. Um, I like Thursday because you 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 one day from the weekend. Mm, mm, true. This I, is first- I, a lot of people take half a day on Fridays. <laughs> or uh-huh. or they just charge the company for a full day and only do half a day. That's true. Pat, what's good with you? What's up, brother? What's going Nothing on? Much. Can't what's up, oh? Chilling, man. LA looking beautiful out there. It's sunny. Sunny. Smoking on that Pac-Man. <laughs> yes, sir. Nice hey, but, hey, it's funny because, uh, you know, our producers from Nell and Sean, they always switch up the intro of, you know, of the sound bites throughout the week. And I, I found it comical that they put the one in there with Shady talking about he's going to hold everybody accountable talking about Tom Brady. Oh, man, man, I wish Shady was on this show today. And it's not even to go at Tom Brady. It's just that, you know, we'll get into it later. But that that Buccaneers team, my goodness, I don't know if there's a bigger disappointment to start this season 
Some people might say the Denver Broncos. Yeah, it is. Some, yeah, some, Denver some Broncos. Some people might say the Indianapolis Colts. I think Tom, I think it's Tom Brady because man came out of retirement for this, right? He was at home, Omar. <laughs> did you did you really count him as retired, even though he retired? Well, he, he put out the post. You know, he, anything he put on social media usually hits. So, like, okay. he put it out there. Like, All right. Yeah, I mean, he was probably mad that Adam Scheffner, you know, snaked him on his own story, but but is it uh, is I it mean, all Brady? Because the run game, um, yeah, well, Lenny is not there though. That's the that's the problem with what Pat. We're gonna talk about Tampa it because I got to get some things off my chest when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I don't understand what the game plan is. Byron Leftwich, man, you know, everybody assumed he was gonna be the next guy to come out offensive genius and get a job. I know Jacksonville, supposedly, I thought that would have been a match made in he- uh, heaven, ex-player that was there. Um, supposedly something happened with the GM where he, you know, decided that, you know, if that GM is going to stay there. I'm, I'm not taking this job, comes back to Tampa Bay. Um, got all their pieces coming back. You know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk is like the only one that I have had a banged up offensive line, but good Lord, they're there. And the crazy thing is, Omar, and back, they're still in first place in their division right now, even after getting smoked by the Carolina Panthers last night. Or yesterday. I didn't. I, I did not know that, and I'm quite surprised. In their division, people always talk about the AFC South. Man, that NFC South is putrid this year. Yeah, and but you you got to talk about Brady because Brady ain't playing the top ball that Brady should oh, be playing. Oh, don't worry. We, we we got some for him back. Matter of uh, fact, let's go ahead and get into the show. We got a really yeah. good show for everybody tonight. Both the Packers and the Bucks continue to struggle. Could this be the last year? We see Tom Brady and A.A. Ron, Aaron Rodgers. We'll discuss that. We'll preview the Monday night football game between the Chicago Bears and the Patriots and give you our picks for the game. And my guy, G Money, Geno Smith, has the Seahawks in first place in the NFC West pack. I tried to tell y'all. Listen, you you the only person. You the only person. You the only person in the world that can claim you were riding on that Geno Smith train. I, I won't let anybody y'all, else y'all on. They won't listen to me. My man been putting in that work. We'll discuss that as well. But first, Matt Ryan just got benched. Now, the Indianapolis Colts will start Sam Ellinger at quarterback for the remainder of the season. Coach Frank Wright announced that today. And quarterback Matt Ryan, who started the Colts' first seven games, has a grade two separation of his shoulder. But Wright said the move was going to happen regardless of the injury. Now, Matt Ryan has struggled this year. He has nine interceptions, fellas, and 11 fumbles while leading the Colts to a 3-3-1 record, losing this past Sunday to the Titans 19-10, in which he had two interceptions. This is Frank Wright speaking about Matt Ryan. We are going to elevate Sam to be the starting quarterback. Extremely difficult decision, obviously, given the respect and admiration that we have for Matt Ryan and, you know, what he's done and what he's brought here. You know, he is a pro's pro. This guy's this guy is special, special, special. And we know right at the quarterback position that it's not our poor production on offense is not on one person. It's not on Matt Ryan. But we also know as Matt and I talked it through, hey, as head coach and quarterback, as head coach, ultimately it doesn't matter. I'm judged on wins and losses. Quarterbacks judged on points and, you know, and production and turnovers. That's We understand that's how it is in this league. And so Matt will be a pro. He, you know, he did get banged up in the game. He does have a grade two, uh, grade two um, shoulder separation. And so will not practice this week. Will be inactive. Nick will be number two, and but Matt is committed to helping this team in every way he can. He's got a lot of years of experience. Um, still believe Matt's going to help us get to where we want to go in whatever role that is. Now you heard Frank Wright say it. Nick Foles 
will be the backup to Ellinger now. Matt Ryan won't even be the backup. Now, Ellinger, who's only 24 years old, was drafted by the Colts in the sixth round of last year's draft and has appeared in three NFL games but hasn't actually thrown a pass during a regular season game. This is a guy a lot of teams actually were checking in on because he had a really good preseason game or preseason this last year. Some people were actually thinking, um, you know, maybe we should go out and trade for this guy. So let me ask you this, Adam Pacman Jones. Is this the right move by the coach to bench Matt Ryan? Well, coming in, did, did, did we have Matt as the number one guy? If everything would have been ideal, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But um, at this point, obviously they're going a different way. Um, but Matt, Matt, Matt is like Andy. Um, but I will tell you this: we bashed um, um, the quarterback for the Saints. Uh, Jameis, Jameis Winston, when he had all these interceptions and, and turnovers, and for some kind of way, just because of who he is, it don't seem like he getting the backlash that he should be getting. He should have been out of there two weeks ago, if you he, ask me. He, sh- he should be getting all the backlash. I know I've been tough right. on him, but so, I, I just think with all the turnovers, come on, man! Like he, he, he don't turn the ball over thirty times down there, and we only in week seven. Crazy. I think his like record for fumbles in a season was 12. He's one away from it. It's only week seven. So, right. Omar Kelly, you think this ultimately was the right decision, decision, even though they technically don't have a losing record right now? Listen, um, one, I don't think they're a very good team, um, not a complete team. That offensive line, 24 sacks, um, which has contributed to some of these fumbles. Uh, but I felt like Matt Ryan was done even before he got traded. I watched him in a joint practice in Miami last year and he looked cooked to me then. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't see him play better respond. Um, and and I, I felt like he's one of those quarterbacks, 37 years old. There's no, no more juice left in that arm. Mm. And I think he's out there going through the motions and that's an uncomfortable place to be, which is why it didn't make any sense to me that the Indianapolis Colts went after Matt Ryan as opposed to, let's say, a Jimmy G, you know, and I know Jimmy G had his issues with the, the health and the contract yeah, he had the shoulder surgery. Yeah. The, the, yeah. But I'm sorry. I'd rather the recovery of a shoulder surgery than a quarterback that has no arm. I mean, I don't think Matt Ryan got but, Matt, but Matt Ryan did have a relationship with the offensive coordinator, though. That's why. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's about who, you know, in this league. Yeah. So before I ask the next question, I think. The thing that really sucks, I don't know if it sucks, right? Because Carson Wentz is hurt too, right, for the commanders. And T- Tyler Heineke is playing. Carson Wentz was the quarterback last year for the yep. Colts. So that's who the Colts play next, right? <laughs> they play the Washington commanders. And now we won't see Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz in that game. So Or Will Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you got to chill. You had to throw that in there. So let me ask you this question, Omar Kelly, and I'll, I'll throw it to you, Peg, after this. Do the Colts – have only themselves to blame for this quarterback carousel they've had ever since Andrew Luck left. You always talk about it, right, Omar? You know, setting up for your future. Like, when you know a quarterback – well, and again, the Andrew Luck thing kind of spurred the moment. They, I don't think they knew he was going to retire when he retired. A lot of people expected him to play that year, and he retired after, you know, a preseason game. But they've had a couple years, and as you would say, Omar, they've just kicked the can down the road, right? Phillip Rivers. Oh, well, no, Jacoby Brissett. Let's start it there. Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, now Matt Ryan. 
you know, and this is a team that routinely does well or middle of the pack, so they never get a top draft pick. But have they put themselves in this position because they've essentially just had this quarterback carousel and just kicked the can down the road? Yeah, they put themselves in this position. Uh, look, every quarterback but one uh, winning the second or later round. So you had the opportunity to select a young quarterback that you could be developing right now in this situation. You chose not to. Uh, and maybe Sam Ellinger is is, is good. But I, I will say this. They've always gone the veteran route with the quarterbacks and generally stick to the quarterbacks that they know. They have some level of familiarity with, some level of comfort with. Yeah. And to be fair and honest, Philip Rivers got them to the playoffs. Carson Wentz was was a was a week eighteen bad away loss from the playoffs. Yeah, from from being in the playoffs, and they still have a winning record with Matt Ryan playing horribly. Mm. So you know this is it's not the way that you want it to look, but I understand what they're doing in terms of going the veteran quarterback route because sometimes it's, you just don't have time to for the mistakes that um you know a a, a pitch but that a rookie quarterback is going to make that's going to cost you games. And, and then you're going to chalk that up to the learning curve and learning experience. And it's going to pay, pay off for you down the line. And then you get down the line and then you got Ryan Tannehill and nothing paid off for you. I'm sorry. The trauma is just coming. It, coming like, Why back. are you taking a shot at Ryan Tannehill, man? He's I, on the I'm top of the division right now. He got banged okay. up Sunday too. I, I, I said, I, I could have said Chad Henney because I've, I've done this so many times with these young quarterbacks that, you, you make that investment and you hope it pays off and then it doesn't pay off and then you're starting all over again. Well, the Indianapolis Colts just keep starting all over again every year. Yeah. And I don't know. And, and you keep saying like Tannehill is balling or something, bro. Like, no, me? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge Tannehill fan. Suck, I'm, bro. I'm just saying suck. that they the number one in the no, division the right now. Did, and, his like, name, and they were bro, the number one without, seed last year. Without a running game. He is nothing. He took this bro. team to no. He without a running with no. They lost without, to the Bengals. What are you okay. talking about? They I watched yeah, the whole game. I was there, yes, Omar. But but without without Derrick Henry last year for most of the season, he still took them to the number one seed in the AFC. Pat number one seed. Right. I'm not saying yeah. he's an elite quarterback, but I'm just he saying he's Derrick, he doesn't suck. He's, man, Derrick Henry in the running game got them to the number one. No, seed. remember he missed no, eight he games out, last year. Was, yeah, but the, the running game did not yeah, fall the, off. The running game still averaged the same. Why, why are y'all average. talking to me like yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about? Because the, <laughs> the running game did not change when Derrick Henry got yeah, hurt. The, it the, didn't. Deontay Foreman still was toting the pill. And averaging four and a half yards a carry. He was. Okay, well, That's your correct. team could get a running game too. But but huh? Brian Tannehill was the quarterback that actually led them to the AFC Championship game, and I'm not I'm not well, a not huge the fan. AFC Championship game. He just came to number one seed in the AFC. Led him to number one seed in the AFC. He doesn't. He does. He with my quarterback, suck. we don't need a running game, sir. Oh God, Joe Burrow's uh, threw for 400 plus yards uh, this week. Um, the number one quarterback that's ever threw over 400 plus yard games. I think it's five after that. Uh, I think is uh I, I forget who it is. Then uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think he three, and then it's like three more other quarterbacks tied up under there. I think uh, who is number one? Uh, uh, I mean number two, I should say. I want to say Dan Marino is number two. Let's um, let's put some respect on Joe Burrow's name real quick. Hold on, give me one second. Uh oh yeah, there we go. Joe Burrow, five. 400 plus passing yards. Dan Marino with number four. Um, and Patrick Holmes is number three. Uh, first three seasons since 1950. 
Come on, bro. And we're talking about ten here. This is I Am Athlete tonight. I am your host, Lee Dudes, but with my guys, Adam Pacman Jones and Omar Kelly. We're discussing Matt Ryan being bench. Let me ask you this question, Omar Kelly. Um, do you think Matt Ryan's career is over? No. If you're an adequate quarterback with a decent arm, you could be Nick Foles for, in the league for the next 10 years. Do you, but do you think a guy that started as, as much as he has, kind of like Eli Manning, do you think he'll be oh. comfortable being a backup? You know, Nick Foles mm. was comfortable being a backup. I don't know if Matt Ryan would, would do that. Yeah, he's probably made maybe mm, a lot of money, uh, uh, two hundred million dollars. <laughs> he ain't won the Super Bowl, and, and they'll probably just go put him on TV real quick, uh, make him an analyst. So, mm, yeah, he he might be done. I I, I think I you know what I, I I always makes me uncomfortable when you've been in one team for if your whole career since they drafted you in in I believe it was two thousand and eight. Yeah, he's and then my all and then all of a sudden you you got to relocate yourself and your family to Indianapolis. Now, I would hate for his family to have like stayed behind in Atlanta and then daddy just go to Indianapolis and work because that, that that would well, suck. He all might the be able life. to join them soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While he's rehabbing. Yeah, he might be able to join them. Um, that would suck all the life out of it. Uh, yeah. You, you, he probably isn't one of those guys who needs to hang on for the money. He'll probably go out and quickly yeah, retire. He got plenty of money. He ain't tripping. You think, Pat, you think Matt Ryan's career is over? Done. Um, it's, You it's know, <laughs> yeah, it's cooked. And I like him, you know, he was with the Falcons, but the difference is he's never won a championship. That's what you're talking about. Y'all comparing him to Eli. 28-3, he'll always be synonymous with that. Right. And, you know, Eli can go ahead and hang it up because he, he's, he's got, he got a Super Bowl. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but Matt, it's sad to say, but Matt can't run anymore. He can still throw the ball, but it looked like it's hurting him to like run and take off the take out take off out the pocket. And I had a chance to see him when I went up and seen the coach. Yeah, um, he did good throwing the ball, but you know when a lot of bullets get out there, you can tell he was. Story. Yeah, you could tell he was struggling to you know when he got to extend the play to uh, make the play go on. He was struggling that part of his game. Yeah. Let's go ahead and push this conversation forward, man. My Jets come away with another big win, 16-9 over the Denver Broncos. The Jets were off to their best start since 2010, had their first four-game winning streak since 2015. They are 4-0 and on the road this year. The Broncos lost their fourth straight game despite another outstanding defensive performance, but all was not well in Jet Nation. The Jets lost Brees Hall. They're running back to a left knee injury in the second quarter. Oh, a, my God. An MRI done today revealed that Hall, good Lord, I don't even want to say it, suffered a torn ACL and a minor meniscus injury, mm. ending the running back's uh, sensational season this season. Now, Hall finished the game with 72 yards on four carries, including a 62-yard touchdown run where he literally turned on the Jets on a toss play. For a touchdown, rookie cornerback Sauce Garner continues to strap guys up left and right. The Denver Broncos tried to mount a comeback at the end. Brett Rippon on fourth down tried to pass to Cortland Sutton, but Sauce Garner wasn't having it, knocked the ball away, and the Jets end up coming away with the win. Now, also another major injury for the New York Jets. They lose their best offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, with a tricep injury that will require surgery and also end his season as well. So the Jets come away with a win but they lose two of their best, if not their best, offensive players on uh, on Sunday versus the Denver Broncos. Now, 
Denver started quarter, uh, starting quarterback Russell Wilson sat this game out with a pulled hamstring, missing a game for just the fourth time in his 11-year career. But the Broncos, 2-5, and five, who are in last in the league in scoring, fared no better with backup quarterback Brett Rippon. Here's Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, who is frustrated with losing. Sick of being up here saying the same thing over and over again. The opportunities are there, and at some point we got to take them. There's no excuses. You know, we've been in every single game, and we got to win these games as a team, as you know, the offense, defense, everybody. You know, we've been in these opportunities. We've had these opportunities. We've been in these situations, and it's frustrating. You know what, Nathaniel Hackett? You know who else is tired of hearing that? That new ownership group that brought the Denver Broncos, who didn't hire you. So, Omar Kelly, let me ask you this before I go to Adam Pac-Man Jones. Hmm. Will Nathaniel Hackett be the coach of the Denver Broncos next year? I don't think so. I'm I'm smelling a lot of Cam Cameron. I'm I'm sniffing around. Hmm. And I I, you know, I'm I'm an expert in bad coaches. I've covered a lot of them. <laughs> Um, and, and I, I sense a guy who does not get his team to respond to him and does not have command and the respect of his organization. And I'm sensing this is going to be a one and done. And, and I, before we get Pac-Man's answer, I, I had to do the math because I was curious. And Matt Ryan has made two hundred and eighty five point seven million dollars throughout his career. Good Lord. I don't even know if I know another quarterback who has you said made. Matt Ryan. Yes, Matt Ryan. I told you he's he don't even got to go in the booth. He made just Jesus busy, Lord. But he only he saw all his money. Two hundred. He and saw the crazy thing is his, his deal next year, I think, is guaranteed with the coach, too. Oh, my Lord. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen anybody get this close to three hundred million dollars in career earnings playing football. I, I, I don't even think Tom Brady has, has done that. This, oh, Tom this, Brady's this, taking a whole bunch of discounts. Yes. This man has pimped the system. <laughs> He's your new Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm gonna have uh, to do Kirk Cousins. He man. ain't better than Kirk now. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk was the best at pimping the system. Well, Kirk had the Kirk every had contract the, Kirk had has been guaranteed. I, I know that. I know that. Um, but this is this is ridiculous. This is $285 million, and then he's got another $23 million guaranteed next year. Good Lord, this man has made $300 million. Yeah. And he's not it's, a Hall of a, Famer. No. Oh, you don't got him in there? Oh, hell no. no. He ain't never won nothing. He won a championship. How are you going to be in the Hall of Fame? Neither did Dan Marino. Well, that's different, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that oh, that was different. Pat, let me uh, ask you this question because we got to get the break soon. With the injuries to Elijah Vera Tucker and also Brees Hall, because I know me and you were talking about this off camera off the you know in the show in the production mean can the Jets survive and continue to stack these wins without having Brees Hall on the team man I think the Jets can you know why because the morale of the team um I go I went back and watched the post interviews the the Twitter Instagram and uh it just seemed like coach coach got them in a good space Mm -hmm. so Hold on. I think we lost you for a second, Pat. You there? Can you hear me? There you go. I said, there's no way. Uh Oh. Yeah, we lost you again. We'll we'll come back to you, Pat. Um, But, yeah, this is my thing. Michael Carter, again, uh, I believe, was close to all. Close to 1,000 on purpose yards. And he missed, I think, four or five games last year. Um, So he's definitely a serviceable serviceable back. 
I don't think he was going to be a can be the workhorse of the league. Oh, he's on, never, he's never been that. Hold uh, on. OK, you're right. He's never been there. He had to share the backfield at UNC. But don't act like he wasn't balling last year as a rookie. No, he, but, and but he was. Just, but that's the thing. When yeah. he got when he got to be the number one guy, he got banged up. That's what I'm saying. Omar Kelly. Okay. Now, Ty Johnson came in after Brees Hall got hurt. Well, you can't control that, something. though. You yeah, control but that's what I'm saying. But you know how it is, Pac. Those lead backs is different. Like guys that have had that wear and tear on them, they're used to that. I don't think he was ready for all that last year. Now he may be more equipped this year because he did it for like eight games and yeah. had a stretch where he was playing really well. So hopefully, you know, now that he had some of that taste of being the lead guy last year, he can. You know, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be Brees Hall because Brees Hall's explosion is second to none. I mean, you talk about a dude that's about 215, 20 pounds. And runs at four three nine. That's absurd, right? And we've seen it multiple times. We saw it versus the Packers when he took that you know counter wing T play for about fifty to the house. We saw it on a toss play last week where he outran all of Denver's defense. But I think Michael Carter can can sub sublet some of the some of the production that Brees Hall had, and Todd Johnson coming along too. I think he'll be hungry. He's in the contract year now. He gets an opportunity because he was the third back. Now he'll get an opportunity to really go out there and submit himself. We'll see what happens. To the Jets. Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion, gold medalist, and the host of my very own podcast, Hope Solo Speaks. Every episode, we discuss what's on my mind sports, current events, politics, activism, parenting. Nothing is out of bounds. We'll do some deep thinking, challenge our preconceived notions, and still have plenty of fun. New episodes of Hope Solo Speaks drop every Thursday on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Bell one time on Friday. Set participating McDonald's through 12-31-24. Excludes tax. Must update to rewards. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable. With my guys, Omar Kelly and Adam Pacman Jones. Shout out to the Phillies and Astros radio on Sirius XM for those final calls. As both teams advance to the World Series, and the World Series is set. The Houston Astros remain a beaten throughout the playoffs, sweeping the Yankees 
for nothing. I know our, our producer Purnell didn't want to hear that uh, in the ALCS. It is their fourth World Series appearance in six years. They've been dominant. The Philadelphia Phillies defeated the San Diego Padres 4-3 behind a dramatic two-run home run in the eighth inning by Bryce Harper, and it was great. Just the swag after the home run was epic. To win the series in five games, 4-1. to one. Now, the Phillies entered as the sixth and final seed in the National League, but advanced all the way to the Fall Classic. Wow, the American League's number one seed. The Astros rolled over everybody in the American League. Now, the Astros and Phillies last faced off in the final series of the regular season in, Houston's th- in Houston three weeks ago, where the Phillies clinched their first per- postseason berth since 2011. But it was the Astros who got the better of the Phillies, winning two of the three games. I want to bring in my guy, Cliff, who's a huge Phillies fan. And I want to ask him, you know, obviously he's sided with the Philly, the Phillies and they might be destined this year, you know, six seed being able to get in that last weekend um, and go on this historic run. But Cliff, what chance do you get the Phillies of beating the Astros in this, in this world series? Bro, what you mean? What chance we get? Bro, we about to win the whole entire thing, bro. Man, the Astros Listen, and steamrolled everybody this year. I, forget it. I don't care about them. Listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, the city you better grease up them poles, get ready for what's about <laughs> like they to did happen. the other night. Like they did the other night. Get ready to get ready to see what's about to happen down Broad Street. Once we win that chip in Philly, Game Five. Yeah, I said it, gentlemen. Sweet. It's Ooh. Fun, bro. We go and yo, and we gonna take the Super Bowl too. And the Sixers gonna make a deep run. So. You just yeah, look bad right now. Yeah, yeah. Sixers look bad right now. <laughs> you, was, you was doing what? all right, so you added the 76ers. They, they doing bad they, right they now. Have, they have 20 points right now, though. They have 20 points. Uh, they they right gonna now. trick it off. They'll find a way. <laughs> Harder than the they're gonna figure it out. But look, man, I got all the faith in the world in Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Bryce, JT, all the guys they've been hitting the whole playoffs. So why? I mean, why stop now? Who's stopping us? Yeah, well, let, let me bring in Sean, even though. He's a neutral guy, not really neutral, neutral because 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 <laughs> he can't stand the Phillies. But Sean, let me just get your no baseball. Here. Yeah, let me bring your let me get your baseball expertise and and, and put your Phillies bias to the side. How okay. do you see this World Series playing out? Astros are going to win. Now, I will say this, and and Cliff's like, who's going to stop us? Well, the seven and zero in the American League playoff, exactly. Astros might have something to say about it. Now, here's what I will say: I don't think it'll be over quick. I don't think the Astros are going to yeah. go in and completely dominate. The good thing with the Phillies and the Astros is both teams won their series yesterday. They're both going to be on equal rest going into Friday Correct. night. Align your rotations the best way you can. I realistically think this series will go back to Houston. I'm going to take the Astros in six because I do like mm. this Phillies team, despite realistically, I hate them. But I, the talent <laughs> is the, and here's the thing, and we've had this discussion the talent is there. It's a $255 million payroll. It just Correct. wasn't supposed to happen this year. They fired their this manager early. in May. It was yeah. not supposed to happen this year. It did. They have the talent to win. But Houston's the better team. I'm going to take the Astros in six. Philly will put up a fight and send it back to Houston. I'm sorry, Cliff. Sorry, buddy. You know I love you. You're not winning this series. Bro, we got it, bro. Listen. Let me, let me, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I should put a small wager on this, bro. Ooh. I was about to say, Sean. Like, I mean, Sean got no dog in the fight, but I'll put up some money with whoever, honestly. Ooh, that boy Ooh. loves I mean, the Philadelphia crazy. team. Listen, I, I have a dog in the fight. I'm a Mets fan. If Phillies win this, it, first off, I'm already in literal hell that they're in the World <laughs> Series. 
But if they win it, yeah, yeah, I have something to say about that because this was supposed to be the Mets year. They went 101 games. I took a nap for 15 minutes, missed the whole playoffs for them, and now the Phillies are in the World Series. So, yeah, I'm a little upset right now. Well, that, that's actually a perfect segue because I want to ask you, uh, Sean, you know, what type of impact do you think – you know, the Astros had on the Yankees by sweeping them in this last ALCS? A lot. I mean, Ooh. we talked about it last night, how the Astros were just celebrating on, on the field at Yankee Stadium like they won the World Series. It had nothing to do with that. This rivalry is personal. Now, don't get me wrong. Ooh. The Astros cheated. They, they got caught. They were wrong. But Dusty Baker's been for the last couple of years trying to right the wrong with this team. He's done a great job. Correct. So to the Astros who their biggest critic of all is the New York Yankees. Yeah, it was a little personal for them this year. So to get the sweep done and to get it done in the Bronx, yeah, they had a right to stay on the field for an extra hour, hour and a half and celebrate. You know what? And they did it right this time. Shout out Dusty, man. Dusty's a good dude. I met him when he was here in Cincinnati. I just wanted to say that on there. No, shut up. Listen, and it's time for him to win the World Series. Yeah, it is, man. Well, I want to bring Cliff back in, right? Uh, Aaron Judge. Will be free. Be able to just give a team a uh, a team will give him a blank check. He'll be able to write his name on it. What impact do you think the Yankees getting swept versus the Astros and ALCS has on him potentially coming back to the Yankees? There's rumors that he could even go to the Mets. I think. I mean, Aaron Judge. Yankees are already in cap hell. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're already up around like 200 mil. And on top of that, they're going to have to bring Judge back and then fix whatever roster issues they have. So. Listen, if you're the Yankees, you got you can't let him walk out the building, period. Like you can't <laughs> let especially let him go to the Mets. Like there's no I'm, chance. I'm gonna click on that hundred right, percent. Right. Like Sean Sean knows this. Like Steve Cohen will throw money at anyone, but in my personal opinion, I just don't see a scenario where Aaron Judge leaves the New York Yankees. I there's no way they go cheap on this, especially after season yet. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys, but I, I would not be surprised. Like you said, Cohen throws money at people, man, and the thing is, would he be hated by half New York, Sean, if he ended up signing to the Mets, you think? I, I don't know, because it, it's an interesting thing. First off, Steve Cohn's got to figure out how he's going to keep Jacob DeGrom in house. That's the first thing he's got to do. If you lose Jacob DeGrom and Edwin Diaz, yeah, then you go make a splash and then you consider bringing in Aaron Judge. I don't prioritize him at all. Love Aaron Judge. He's a great player. He shouldn't be the priority for the Mets right now. He can become that later. But... As far as being hated for all of New York, they had the opportunity to get this deal done in spring training. Aaron Judge said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to bet on myself. And come November, when we're negotiating, that number, I wanted to start at three, maybe four. He did that. He was successful in that you know, transition. And now we're going to see what the Yankees do. The ball is in their court. I think Judge wants to stay a Yankee. But really, it comes down to are the Yankees going to be willing to, st- to commit to that long term and open up you know, a blank check and say, here, sign it. So it's going to be interesting. But I don't think he'll be hated by half of New York. I think it'll sting if he goes to the Mets. Everyone will understand it. I think it would sting more if he ended up with maybe the Astros or the Dodgers. Ooh. I don't know if him going to the Mets would be the worst. Yeah, Yankee fans will be upset about it. But if he walks, I mean, they had every opportunity. No what? They had every opportunity to sign him. And if he walks out the door, it's not because Aaron Judge didn't want to be there. Yeah. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Dues, but with my guys, Omar Kelly and Adam Pacman Jones. We were just talking about the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros. And then also, what impact the Astros sweeping the Yankees potentially could have on Aaron Judge. We move forward to Monday night football game that's about three or four minutes away from starting. 
the Chicago Bears take on the New England Patriots. Now, the Bears are winless on the road this year. And in those road losses, they have lost by an average of 10.6 points per contest. Now, the Patriots have been dominant in the last three uh, wins against the Steelers, Lions, and Browns, pulling off victories by 18.3 points. If you look at this game right now, Patriots are favored eight and a half, and signs are pointing to quarterback Mac Jones returning to the starting lineup for the Patriots. was just watching the pregame. He was getting some throws up and down. But rookie backup quarterback, Bailey Zappi, I've been telling people about this guy. I said mm-hmm. when he got drafted, if he ever got an opportunity to get on the field, Mac Jones might be in trouble. I think that kind of helped Omar Kelly and that ankle getting healed a little bit faster because supposedly it was a high ankle. You know, those things can, can yeah, linger for about, take four, about to, four to six weeks. Now. Yep. He came back in two. So we'll see where he's at when he gets on the field. Remember, we know Bill Belichick was, will be quick to switch a quarterback. Yeah, there were rumors and reports out that he was complaining about the offense and about, you know, the fact how that they handled high, the ankle. They wanted them to get surgery. Yep. And all, all of a sudden, you ain't got no complaints now because your job's about to be taken from you. Because that young boy behind him will let that thing go. He packed that thing, too. <laughs> he ain't scared to let it fly. So Bailey Zappi's 2-0 this season, won back-to-back games, including a 300-yard performance and two-touchdown performance last week against the Cleveland Browns. Now, a victory tonight would be the 325th of Bill Belichick's career, including the playoffs, and break a tie with Bears founder George Hollis for the second most wins by a head coach in NFL history. Hall of Famer Don Shula is at 347, is the only coach with more. Now, Mikael Harry returns revenge game for the new England Patriots. He got traded to the bears. This will be his first game for the bears. And it comes against his former team. We'll see if they'll get him, you know, into the offense early and often. I'm just looking at Luke Getze, right? Bill Belichick is synonymous with taking away the one thing you like to do. We know the yep. bears like to run the football. He's going to take that away. The thing is, Luke Getze, can you build an offense around Justin Fields that highlights his attributes? Nope. Get this dude on the move. Some yep. bootlegs, RPOs, damn quarterback run. I mean, Carson Wentz had a quarterback run versus you guys last week, and he ain't even a running quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see what Luke Getzey does because if he doesn't really use Justin Fields' skill set, this game could get ugly and ugly fast. Omar Kelly, who are you taking in this game? Are you taking the Patriots to cover the eight and a half or do the pass? I wish everybody could see his look on his face right now. <laughs> Listen, um, uh, Chicago is probably, in my mind, the worst team in the NFL right now. Um, they probably have the worst starting quarterback. And what? They start, it's it's not it's not a it's it's what? not a a backup that's starting by default. What? No. Uh, J- Justin Fields <laughs> is, is a bad starter. And I cannot I cannot let you get on here and say that Justin Fields is a bad starter when it's not his. It's not they really setting him. that man up. <laughs> like, are are you watching? Have you are you watching them though? You I, might not be watching the Bears. I, I, I so have to watch, to watch yes. the Bears all the time because Fields is a friend of mine. And okay, I heard this, the other week when we was talking. This about, would explain oh, the defense. Oh, uh, could he do it? So I said, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch every game. Yeah. Okay. And first of all, the running game is what the Bears have been leaning on the last two years. It's not there. Okay. Um, and he don't. Who, he got one receiver. Yeah, mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney. Anybody else is like me, uh, Brandon coming out of retirement, going out there oh, and playing. God. Wow. 
Hopefully, so like, Kill Harry gives them a boost. Let's <laughs> let's let's just not just say, oh, just feels no, nah, because that ain't really the whole truth if you read the book. Yeah, and if you look at it, that's a good point, right, Pat? Uh, Dante Pettis actually played his best game last Thursday versus the Commanders, but he struggled this year, right? Drop passes. Darnell Mooney, to your point, is really his only good pass catcher. Cole Komet is a really good tight end for them. They got to get him more involved in the offense. Khalil Herbert has actually looked better than David Montgomery at running back to this point. And again, Luke Getzey just has not done a good job of highlighting Justin Fields' skill set. Now, if you look at the Patriots, again, Bill Belichick takes away the one thing you like to do, the one thing you're comfortable with, right? But these young secondary members are playing football, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Kyle Duggar at safety? Goodness gracious. He will he will hit you in the run game and is an adequate pass, uh, is an adequate pass coverage. Jonathan Jones, this young kid they took in the fourth round, he out here strapping folks, Pac. He, he is, is nice. He I is like strapping. him. And Marcus Jones was one of my favorite recruits. I actually was mad he went to New England because I was like, I feel like New England is going to mess his career up. But he's been their nickel corner, and he's played really well. He's a re- good return specialist. These two young Jones guys, Marcus Jones, Jonathan Jones, these young boys, man, I don't know what it is about Bill Belichick's system. Whenever he gets young corners, third, fourth, fifth round, undrafted guys, they just end up playing at a high level. And these two young boys have been strapping. So it'll be interesting to see, like, do they cloud the box, go man coverage, which they routinely do anyway. They play a lot of man coverage anyway. Do they force Justin Fields to beat them down the field? Can they kill Harry in a revenge game? Give them a boost to Chicago Bears, a boost. The Chicago Bears just kicked it off to the New England Patriots. Mac Jones is the starting quarterback. He came out first. Real quick, guys, give me your picks uh, against the spread. It's eight and a half points. The Patriots are favored right now. Who are you taking, Omar Kelly? I'm definitely taking the Patriots and the points. What do you think, Adam Pac-Man Jones? Shit, I'm going with, I'm going with Bill and the points, too, because they got a good defense. Um like you said, them young boys. And one thing about Bill, if you got half of a talent and you'll listen, and that's why he's so successful with the younger guys, because you know how it is. You first come in, you still got that college mentality. You don't really realize how much um, pull and, and voice you have to probably like year three. So anytime Bill gets some good guys, young age, they're going to play good, man. They're going to play mm-hmm. good because he, he know how to route a group together. And he's a hell of a schemer. Yeah, another guy that I didn't really talk about that's actually played pretty well for them this year, guy that Omar Kelly is really familiar with, Devontae Parker. Right, He's been their big receiver on the outside. They've been able to throw some jump balls to him. He's given them some consistency uh, on the outside. Jacoby Myers is their slot guy, and the offense has gotten a big boost since he's come back from injury. Um, so, you know, Devontae Parker, we all thought that was strange that the Miami Dolphins were willing to trade him within the division. I yeah, thought it was kind of disrespectful. About He's actually, yeah, he's 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 actually been healthy this year and he's actually looked pretty good. Yeah, he's a he's a decent receiver, but his whole career, he'll never get open. He you got to throw him contested balls. That's I, all. But he's, he's been catch. coming down with him this year. Uh, yeah, he was coming down with him last year, too, yeah. the year before that. But I'm, uh, the, the whole point is nobody's scared of Devontae Parker, which is why the Dolphins traded him within the division. Yeah. Now, again, I talked about it. You know, Shula has the record for most wins as an NFL coach. But even with that record, let me ask you this, Pac. Do mm. you consider Bill Belichick the greatest coach in NFL history, or do you give it to Shua? You said greatest coach in NFL history? Yeah, Bill Belichick. That was uh, the question, sir. Like, I don't even – like, you should have prepared me for that question because I don't even think I, – I don't think – I know Shula's up there, but I don't think 
Dude, yeah, Don Shula has three hundred forty-seven. All wins. right, I understand that, but what yeah. I'm saying when I when I it's 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 a different thing when I think of best coaches of all time, not just by wins and losses. I'm talking about uh, as a coach, though. So that's a different question for me. But as far as wins and losses, yeah, you can say that, I guess. But, but I'm just saying, even with Shula having the most wins, do you consider Belichick maybe the greatest coach of in NFL history? That hesitation. I, I don't know hesitation. because, you know, the hesitation is because I, I like Parcell. Like when Bill and – and Parcells went through all of that. You know, I was a more of a Parcells fan than a Bill fan. So, mm. to me, I think Parcells is a better coach than Bill. Bill and Bill. Yeah. Parcells is number one. I don't care about Bill. all of that. I okay, don't care about that, Omar. Fair. I'm talking about as far as coaching because I really feel that he had a lot to do with Bill's with success deve- and, development. and all of that. Okay. Development. Yeah, I would so, say so, hold on, hold on. So, Bill's father and, and all the tutelage that he had at an early age before he met Parcells had nothing to do with it? Uh, measure the success. As a Browns coach. Measure success when he to he nobody gave a fuck about Bill until he was with Percent. Fair. Mm. You might not be lying about that. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, what do you so? Yeah. Even though Don Shuler, I know you're a Miami guy, uh, yeah. has the most wins. Do you got Belichick as the greatest coach in NFL history? I would if it wasn't for the two cheating scandals. Uh. I, I would talk about the, the flake gate and then also the the, the uh, recording of the practices. Yeah, oh, yes, that those would be this individual thing. And I understand, you know, in football, the only place I've ever heard the saying, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't, you trying, ain't trying." Was the Patriots? Fo- it, no, it's football. <laughs> That's the only the, I've never heard that yeah. in other, any other walk of life in my life. You only gonna hear it in football. It's so. I get it. It's part of the NFL culture, but you, you at least got to be good when you're cheating. Um, yes, there will eventually be a Bill Belichick trophy. Years down the line, maybe 20, when people forgot about the tarnish that, that he's put on his legacy. However, right now, I can't have him in that conversation because uh, Don Shula was offended by everything that he was trying to do and trying to achieve. And if the goat's offended because you didn't do things the right way, then I I got I got to be offended too. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, I go back and forth on this one, right? Because I mean, you have to respect the amount of rings that Bill Belichick has. Now, again, I'm always a guy. You know me. I lean towards the players. It's more yeah. of the players than the plays for me. So, like, it's but. Dudes, his rings are Tom Brady rings. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I get you. That's why I said I always, I always <laughs> lean towards the players. But you got to think. I won't say. I wouldn't say all of Tom Brady's rings are his. Yes. Yeah, because you got to think when Brady was young, that defense was on a different level, and it still is on a different level even with Brady gone. Right. So I would say those first three Super Bowls, two of those you got to give to Bill. You know what I'm saying? Just off the cuff of what that defense was and how dominant it was. So. Right now, and I know Adam Pacman Jones and and Shady probably hate this. I would say Bill Belichick is the greatest coach, right? I mean, yes, you had Tom Brady, but you still got to keep everything together. And the Patriot way is literally like it's an acronym, right? Like yeah, the Patriot no, way. Fair. Like like and, and, how many other teams say like the Eagles way or the Chiefs? No, they say the Patriot way. And they are and the that has dynasty. to come with Bill Belichick. They are the only dynasty that we've had from football in our, in 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 our lifetime. 
Um, I can't recall another dynasty, and I'm older than both of you individuals. Cowboys? Nah, they ain't won no dynasty. Come on now. Um, they won a dynasty. Nah, they want to claim a dynasty because of the brand, but nah, that wasn't a dynasty. How, how many championships they won in the nineties? How long? How long did it last? It lasted what three years? That's not a dynasty, bro. Three a three? No, it was more than three years. You tripping, bro? They won three championships. I think in the nineties alone. This man is crazy. You wilding, Omar? Because <laughs> that's comparable. Listen. You got to think that's comparable to what the Patriots did in the late nineties, right? Because you got to think it was like 10 or 11 years between that 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 third championship before they had that fourth one. So it wasn't like it was just 20 years straight of them winning championships. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Dudes, but with my guys, Omar Kelly and Adam Pac-Man Jones and the Chiefs, I mean, just beat down the San Francisco 49ers. I think this was the game of the week everybody was looking forward to now. The Niners the week before played the Falcons and were beat up on defense, but help came back. Nick Bosa returned, Trent Williams returned, Jimmy Ward. Telano Hufunga, who had a concussion and was out of the Atlanta game, actually came back and was able to play. But Patrick Mahomes said, I don't care nothing about that. He threw for 423 yards and three touchdowns to rally Kansas City back from being down double digits again. I believe they started the game down 10-0 to a 44-23 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. McCole Hartman, if you had him in fantasy, there's no way you lost this past week. He scored on two touchdown runs and an eight-yard catch for a touchdown as well. Justin Watson added a touchdown catch. Juju Smith-Schuster went over 100 yards and was running like a man possessed. He literally caught the ball and was running like a fullback. He had a 45-yard, I think, touchdown catch and run. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, even though he didn't start the game, I think still outpaced Isaiah Pacheco. He scored on a 16-yard touchdown run this was the most productive this offense has been all season now on the other side san francisco who newly acquired christian mccaffrey got involved in the offense he had 62 yards on 10 scrimmage touches but jimmy g right you know they settled for three field goals in the red zone came up empty on another chance in the red zone jimmy garoppolo with a horrible throw back paneling china floats it it doesn't get it to the back of the end zone he ends up getting picked off that's a cardinal sin. You cannot turn the ball over in the red zone, and Jimmy Garoppolo did that. This is Christian McCaffrey talking after Sunday's loss to the Chiefs about how he credits his teammates and coaches for helping them get ready for this game in such a short amount of time. This was a weird week for me and for them. You know, I didn't um, you know, kind of know what to expect. I know that I had a certain list of plays that, that were up, and, um, you know, I think for me mentally this, this was just focus on – everything I can uh, control what I can control and, and get rolling. Obviously, um, you know, losing's frustrating, but, um, you know, I'm still getting to know these guys. Now, Adam Pacman, I want to ask you this question, right? The 49ers, once they made this trade for Christian McCaffrey, started getting healthy and getting some guys back. I think a lot of people thought that they could potentially, you know, make a run of this thing. Now, again, the Chiefs are playing at a high level. Right now, lost a close game to the Buffalo Bills, lost a game to the Coast they shouldn't have. But I think a lot of people still got them as a top three team in the NFL. Are there concerns going forward about this 49ers team? Um, Are the Chiefs concerned? Nah. No, no, no. I'm talking about, about the 49 I don't think there's any concerns about the Chiefs. Oh, okay. I'm talking uh, about the 49ers. Um, I do think we'll give McCaffrey we can't upgrade the team because if Jimmy got a run game, he can be effective. And we already yeah. know, we already know 
what the best coaches in the world over there can do if they got a run game. So I think this is a plus for the 49ers. I think this is going to help the run game for the 49ers. And I might say they might be a contender now. Mm, contender think, to win the division or contender to win the championship? Yeah. Oh, the division. Okay. Yeah, definitely not the championship, sir. Well, I don't know. I still got them, you know, and I'm not going to renege on this. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And this Christian McCaffrey, you know, upgrade only helps, right? Because I'm not really worried about the running back position. I don't know why San Francisco is always worried about it. They take year after year running back in the second or third round. Like the system ain't the system, Omar Kelly. I mean, if you look at it. And whoever the running back is eats. Elijah Mitchell ate last year, the year before. Yeah. Raheem Mostrid. There's only been like two or three backs in this system in the history that's actually had consistency throughout yeah, three or four years. Yeah. You got to think about it. Terrell Davis is one, right? You look at Alfred Morris had a little bit of time in Washington and Arian Foster. Besides that, it's been running back by committee in this system, no matter where you go to, wherever the Shanahan system goes to. So, like, I think they brought Christian McCaffrey in just because of his ability to catch the ball in the backfield. And the, the issue it brings with him and Debo Samuel potentially mm-hmm. in the backfield at the same time, you know, as a linebacker, that's scary as shit, <laughs> to be honest with you. When you got Christian McCaffrey Both and Debo out the Samuel backfield. back in the backfield, yeah. you or, don't know what you're going to do. Think and about how they ability. use Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I know we did the, the show Friday, Omar, and I talked about this. I thought because he got there so late, they would just get him from screens, get him in open space. And that's exactly what they did. And he looked really good. It'll be interesting to see going forward with a full week of preparation, him being more in tune with the offense, Kyle dialing up plays for him, how the San Francisco offense looks, because they're not going to put the game on Jimmy G's hands. They want that ball to come out of his hands quick, right? Brandon Ayuk is giving you some flashes. Debo is Debo. George Kittle has come along. McGlitchie is their biggest issue at right tackle. He's been getting beat like he stole some. Chris Jones had a field day with him. <laughs> during that game so they got to fix that issue but i think this defense just has to get healthy that's the biggest thing right you know Eric armstead hasn't played in like three or four weeks javon kinlaw hasn't played in three or four weeks these are two good good really good players at the defensive tackle position and they struggled you know even that time stopping the run against the kansas city chiefs we know what the atlanta falcons did to them in the run game they beat them down so like i just think the san francisco 49ers have to get healthy I don't think it's too late because in that division, they're still in second place right behind the Seattle Seahawks. I think I you want to be playing your best Rams. football into December, January yeah. anyway. And we always talk about it back the run game, right? You have to take that when it gets cold at the end of the year, the run game is what's going to suffice. And we know the 49ers are going to have a run game. That defense was the number one defense for a reason before this game versus the 49ers. I think they'll get back in tune with each other again. They just got to get healthy. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. But, but hold on, Omar. I'm not going to let your ass slide like that. You, <laughs> said, you said the Cowboys was what? The Cowboys Listen. had, hold on, five-year stretch of success, right? Led yes, them to sir. three championships. Okay. Three in five years is a dynasty, bro. Which, with two different head coaches. Okay. Is, that not, is that not a dynasty? Those are my notes that I put in the chat. Yeah, right. so we letting you know that you I'm letting you know what you're telling me. Okay, hold on. So how do you tell me that and then go back and say, oh, well, you know, no, no, no. I, I don't I don't think a, a five year stretch of success is a dynasty. I think it's a good run. If you win, I, I, if you win three if rings you win in five three years, rings, a dynasty. What are you talking about? So is the Patriots not a dynasty for the three rings? They won. They won. They, right. They've had they've been a perennial contender for two decades. No, and, dynasty and, and, goes by championships. Ain't nobody trying to hear about you being right. in the playoffs every year. If that's the case, the Green Bay Packers answer. are a dynasty right now. 
Right. And then that's your measuring stick. So, so, so our measuring stick is three years is three championships is a dynasty. Name how many small teams. amount of time. Yes, look at yeah. look at look name at the how many teams that don't want three championships in five years. Omar, name name we, a we, name we, an organization that's won three championships in five years. We the have Golden had, State Warriors and they're a dynasty. Yeah, yeah, we haven't had the opportunity to see what. Uh, so, so the Miami Heat were were a dynasty, correct? Is that what y'all saying? Well, no, they won the, two. They, they won two. Win three. Yeah, they right. win they three. Won two. Man, nice All try right. though. You tried yeah. it. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I tried to wiggle out of it. I guess so. I, I you know, I guess you just got hate for the Dallas Cowboys. No, no, I don't. Have, I don't have hate for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I always tell y'all, Jerry Jones is is my executive of the year for the last decade. Oh, like, yeah. I'm sorry, nobody touching Jerry Jones and 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 the Jones brothers from a talent evaluation standpoint. Yeah, they lose we, Dak Prescott. They like people like Cooper Rush is is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like the Cowboys can really evaluate talent. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean... Every time. Because messes happen. Because... I made a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.